right, my name is Carla Chestnut. I am on staff at Orchard Hill Church. I get to lead college ministry along with Carter and Rachel and a bunch of amazing student leaders. It is really a privilege to be able to be a part of this um, group of people. You guys inspire me and encourage me. And when I hear people kind of shake their head and wonder about what's happening to the world, I just tell them they don't know you guys. And they should because you're awesome. Aww. I know, right? Okay. So thanks for being here. Grace, great job. Thanks for like peeling back the curtain and um, giving us a picture of what it often looks like for freshmen to come on campus and figure out what it's like to be a part of a community that's so big and you can feel so little. So listen to Grace. She knows what she's talking about. All right. We are in the second week of a BLESS series. Carter kicked us off last year, last week. Wow, that's not a good sign. But we want to give a huge shout out to Dave Ferguson. He's the person that kind of put this model together as he led a church and as he figured out what it means to help people connect with Jesus. And uh, so we're using a lot of Dave's material for this Bless series. So good job, Dave. I just want to remind you about what Bless is all about. The idea behind the Bless series is this, that God all along has had this strategy of changing the world through blessing. That's just how he goes about his work. He changes the world through blessing. So we believe that every good thing in our life, every single good thing in our life comes from God. And he gives it to us. And then our job is to turn around and give glory to God and to use that blessing to be a blessing to others. It's pretty simple. And that's the way God wants to change the world and renew the world. Now, you, you and I, we have a really big problem with this strategy that God uses. And if you think about it, left to ourselves, when we're giving a blessing, we almost always receive the blessing and then say something to ourselves like, I really deserve this. And then we tuck it away and we use it for ourselves and we use it for our own comfort. And I think we use the blessings in our life to insulate us from other people because people are kind of hard. You know, people are messy and there's trouble and it isn't always easy being in relationships with others. So we have a real problem. This is the condition that we find ourselves in. God wants to give us a blessing so that we'll take it, give glory to him, use it to bless others, but we want to take the blessing and use it for ourselves. And this is not honoring to God and this is something that we call sin. It's really simple. So this is the condition we find ourselves in now our sin problem gets in the way, but that's where the good news comes in because that's why we have Jesus. Jesus went to the cross. He lived a sinless life. He was fully man and fully God. He went to the cross and he made a way for us if we have faith in him to join in the work that God's doing. So that's what we celebrate every week at BASIC. I want to just give you this blessing that Paul gives his friends. It goes like this. Saving is all God's idea, and it's all his work. All we do is trust him enough to let him do it. It's God's gift from start to finish. God does both the making and the saving. God does both the making and the saving. He creates each of us by Christ Jesus to join him in the work he does. 
the good work that he already has ready for us to do. And you guys have heard this every time we stand up here, right? That Jesus is at work. He's already doing work and our job is to join in. So that's what basic is about. And that's what this blessed series is about. So Carter last week kicked us off with the, ooh, I was afraid that was going to happen with the B. B just stands for begin with prayer. And this is as simple as it sounds. It can be something as simple as beginning a habit. That is when you wake up in the morning, you get out of bed or you lay in bed, or maybe if you're a night person, you do this before you go to bed and you simply say something like, here I am, Lord, send me. It doesn't have to be hard, just beginning with prayer. Now, the second really simple little practice in the blessed series is L. Anybody have any guesses what it is? Listen, exactly. Love would be good too. I think listening is love, kind of. Um, I think it's a little ironic that I got L for listening. If you talk to my family, they will tell you I am a really terrible, terrible listener. Um, and I'm working on it, but I'm not really very good at it. I tend to multitask and I don't give my full attention. And I bet if you're honest that you probably struggle with this a little bit too. So we have a video illustration of what a lot of us are like when we're trying to listen. Here it is. I want you guys. Okay, what? Like everything they do at this house, they can't trust everything at grandma's house. Okay. Okay, then what? Then you're not listening to me. Then you're not listening to me. I asked you not to do something. No, no, but listen to me. Look at if we do something, if you get that out, that bird thing off, you're gonna break it. Okay, but I'm asking, I'm letting you know but that you cannot. No, Linda, Linda, no Linda, I'm. Look at, look at. You're not listening to me. Linda, listen to me now. Listen to me now. Listen to me. No, you're not listening. I said no cupcakes, and you try to get cupcakes, and you try to ask grandma. Linda, Didn't you? Linda, lick it, lick it, lick it. <laughs> oh, he's too good. You just don't want to end up marrying him. That's the only thing. Uh, my husband and I are always like, Linda, Linda, listen, Linda. <sighs> but that's kind of familiar, isn't it? Uh, two people with a really strong point of view, talking over each other, not listening to each other. It's familiar. We didn't get the part where he says, listen, honey, Linda, honey. It's my favorite. Yeah, honey, Linda. Okay. Now, another thing about listening is if you're like me, you often find yourself actually in a conversation with someone and you are literally waiting for them to stop talking, pretending like you're listening so that you can say the words that you want to say. Listening is really hard. Can you relate to that? You guys ever do that? Okay, good. Um, not good, but we can learn. Okay, I think there are a lot of huge barriers to us listening. And as I was thinking about the ones that get in my way the most and probably get in your way the most are things like I'm too overwhelmed with my own stuff to listen very well. I'm afraid actually of what the person might share if I really, really, really listen. And then I'm going to be like in that. I actually like that, but I think that can be one that gets in our way sometimes. Um, sometimes I don't know how to ask the right questions. And... This one is kind of hard to say, but I think if we're really, really honest, sometimes we're just at the place where we don't really care about what's going on with other people. We're just kind of in our own thing. So that's the dilemma that we find ourselves in. And if those barriers aren't enough, I'm going to take you down a little bit lower. Um, what about all the other voices that are just all over the place in our lives? 
There are voices that we deal with every day. There's so many voices in the world and voices in our heads. Consider this. There's Pinterest, Tosh.0, Reddit, The Onion, Oprah, Fashion and Design, just Netflix in general, <laughs> the NBA, Fantasy Football, Fashion Police, sad day for Fashion Police. Yeah. Bob Costas and Chris Berman, Bierman, Berman, Chris Berman, Charles Barkley, Jimmy Fallon, Miley, the Kardashians, mom and dad. And some of these voices are great, right? And some of these voices need a lot more of our time and attention, but a lot of them need a lot less of our time and attention, especially if we want to become the kind of people that are living this blessing kind of life. So do you agree that we need help listening? All right, good. One voice has led people for a really long time. It's actually a collection of voices, but it's the story of God found in the Bible. So we're just going to look at a story that's found in the Bible. It's found in Luke chapter 18, verses 35 through 40. And this is a really serious paraphrase. So if you're opening up your Bible, that's fine, but it's not going to match. So Jesus was walking along the road, and he was on his way to Jericho. That's a really big city. But he was also on his way to Jerusalem, and he was also on his way to the cross. So he's headed somewhere really, really important. And there are a whole bunch of other people along with him because there's like a religious festival that they're going to go that they're going to go to. So they're coming they're going down the road and he's with a bunch of people and these are these are probably like seriously religious people that he's walking with. And there's a blind man sitting off on the side of the road. He's begging, and he starts to hear this commotion, all these people walking down the road. And he asks somebody around him, he's like, what's going on? And they're like, Jesus, Jesus of Nazareth, he's coming by. And the man, the blind man immediately starts to yell, and he starts to yell this, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Louder and louder. And then the people around him are like, dude, you can't do that. You have to be quiet. These are like really seriously religious people. You can't be yelling at him. But he doesn't listen. He just yells louder. He says, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And then Jesus does this incredible thing. He stops in the middle of the road. And he turns to some of his friends, some of his people, and he's like, can you bring that guy to me? And as the guy draws near, Jesus looks at him, and he asks him a question. He says, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do for you? And the man says, Lord, let me recover my sight. Jesus said to him, recover your sight. Recover your sight. Your faith has made you well. And the man recovered his sight immediately, and he followed Jesus, glorifying God as he went. And all the people, when they saw what happened, gave praise to God. So what can we learn from this story, from Jesus, and the way he deals with people about listening? So I just think there's a few things. The one thing that I think if we could get this, we are on our way to being good listeners. Jesus is just willing to be interrupted. He's going somewhere important, and he's with some really important people. But that doesn't stop him from listening to people, especially to people that have been cast aside and pushed aside and tried to be kept quiet. Jesus just tends to listen for people that are on the margins, on the side of the road. So Jesus is willing to be interrupted. So what would it take for us to master this art of being interrupted? 
Because what it boils down to is that people are really, really important to Jesus. So how can we become people that allow people interruptions? And if you're, I don't know about you, but I allow a lot of technology interruptions. Like even when I think I'm not going to have my phone at this dinner, you know, if something really important pops up, then I look at it. How can we become people who allow people interruptions? So we can learn from Jesus that Jesus is willing to be interrupted. And we can also learn that Jesus is willing um, that listening, listening is one of the greatest gifts that we can give a person. So listen to this in the story. What gifts did the blind man receive because Jesus listened to him? Just yell out some of the things that the blind man received. He got his sight back, the really obvious one. Love, Love, absolutely. What else? Acceptance, did I hear that? Hope. My daughter's name is Hope. Anything else? Okay, good. Yeah, he recovered his sight. He was blind, and then he could see because Jesus was listening. What a gift. All because Jesus listens to the voice of someone crying on the edge of the road. And this is so like Jesus. If you want to know about Jesus, read the Bible, because Jesus does this kind of stuff all the time. He's doing something important. He's with important people. And all of a sudden, somebody on the margin, somebody that's left out, cries out, and Jesus turns, and they have his full attention. So Jesus gives the guy his sight. That's a really good gift. The second gift, Jesus imparts value on this man. Now, this is an indication to us that this is a broken world, right? Because this man already has value. Because anyone who's created by God in the image of God has value. But Jesus is coming back to set the world right. And he imparts value on this man. He doesn't heal him from afar. He doesn't leave him on the side of the road and say, you can have your sight. He says, will you bring that guy over here? I want to talk to him. I want to spend a little bit of time with him because he's valuable. That's important. That's a big gift. The third gift is the blind beggar on the side of the road. Listen to those words. The blind beggar on the side of the road becomes a follower of Jesus who influences everyone around him. That's a huge gift. Jesus takes this moment because he listened, and he makes this man into someone with influence. All the people around him began to praise God because of what Jesus did. So Jesus is willing to be interrupted. Listening can be one of the greatest gifts we can give someone. And then the third one is this. Jesus didn't assume he knew what the man needed. He didn't make the assumption. And this is Jesus, so he probably knew what the man needed. But Jesus doesn't operate like that. What did he do? He didn't assume. He asked, right? He looked at the guy. The guy came near. He looked at the guy, and he said, What do you need me to do for you? And the guy answered, And this is really, really important, especially as we kind of come together as a community that wants to be blessers. We need to be really careful that we don't assume we know what people need. Uh, Orchard Hill Church has a partnership with Food for the Hungry, and we have a partnership in this specific community in Gorongosa, Mozambique. So I had the opportunity to go quite a few years ago, and learn all kinds of stuff about leadership and about mission and vision and how to love people really well from the Food for the Hungry staff. One of those guys is here right now. His name's Halkno. Probably a lot of you have met him. But 
a story that we heard about while we were in Mozambique really illustrates this idea of not assuming that you know what people need. So Food for the Hungry goes into a community and they talk to the community and learn what's going on in the community and then they have child sponsorships so that they can begin to meet some of the needs in the community. Well, the Food for the Hungry staff started to notice that a lot of the girl children from the village weren't going to school. And so they wondered what that was about, and they started asking families, and the families said, well, we don't want to send our girl children to school because they'll become prostitutes. And the Food for the Hungry staff were like, wow, okay, well, we have some educating to do. And they began to educate families about the benefits of girls going to school. And the benefits for girls going to school don't just benefit that child. They benefit the whole family. They benefit that child's family. And they end up benefiting the whole community. So Food for the Hungry does this really good work of educating families about why they should send their girls to school. And when they're done, they stand back and they notice that girls still aren't going to school. So they go back. And they're like, why? Why aren't you sending your girls to school? And they said, we told you, we don't want our daughters to become prostitutes. And then they asked the next question, why do you think that? What do you think's going on? And they told them that in Mozambique, the government sends teachers to a school to teach, and some of the teachers were prostitutes in the evening. So a huge miss for Food for the Hungry, but a huge learning for them too. You can never, even when you're working really, really closely with people, assume you know what's going on in their life. Really amazing, amazing story. And there's all kinds of stories like that if you talk to people who are working with people, especially people who live life differently than we do. We can't assume that we understand their life. So Jesus is willing to be interrupted. Listening can be one of the greatest gifts we can give someone, and Jesus didn't assume that he knew what the man needed. So I hope you're just starting to get this sense that listening isn't just about hearing the words that come out of a person's mouth. It means listening for what's really going on in their lives. Coming to a place of understanding about where they are relationally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. It might mean asking questions like, what do you need? Or what are you excited about? Or what matters most to you? Or what challenges are you facing? How can I help you? And then I just have this question. What would it be like to live in a world where everyone had a person like this in their life that listened like this? What would our world be like? And we can start to have that kind of a world right here on campus at UNI. And that's, that's really, really exciting to me. So could it be that listening may be as powerful or more powerful than anything we actually could ever say. I think maybe it could. So as we begin to live out this blessed model by listening to people around us and to our communities we live, we're going to find thousands of ways to engage. I, we just will. If you begin with prayer and you start to listen to people around you, you're going to find thousands of ways that you can engage with your community and the world. And as you become aware of the needs around you, pay attention to those needs that kind of make your heart skip a beat or get you excited. Those are probably the areas you need to move into. So I want to leave you with just one need. And this is a need that the UNI community has made us aware of. And this may be, for some of you, something that would make your heart beat a little bit faster and maybe be a little risky, but also be super, super rewarding. And it's uh, the CME, which is the Center for Multicultural education, Center for Multicultural Education, um, they need conversation partners for international students. So this is what it is. A native English speaker, which is probably most of you, 
is paired with an international student for one hour a week to speak English and just hang out. It's not a tutoring program. It's simply about making an international friend, learning about their culture, practicing English, and showing them American culture. So if you're interested in that, that's just one way to be a blessing, but you're going to get way more blessing in return, I'm certain. So we have sign-ups for that over um, at those tables over there if you're interested. So that's about listening. Lots of challenges. Um, let's pray. God, we are so thankful that you didn't leave us uh, in our sinful state, lost and confused about what it means to join in the work that you're doing. Thank you so much for your son. Thank you for his perfect example of what it means to wash us clean, to set us free from our life that is dead to sin, and to uh, usher us in through his work on the cross into your work where we are no longer bound by sin. We're able to live freely with joy in your kingdom, and we're able to learn from you. We're able to learn from the people around us, and we're able to learn from your word in the scripture. Would you make us a community of blessers? Would you help us to join in with God's strategy to bless the world and to change it? And would you help us to point people to Jesus so they don't have to try and fail on their own? Thank you for being the kind of God that you are. Thank you for paying attention to people on the margins. Help us to have the same kind of heart that you have. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.